Welcome to Vegas Circle. We're packing and Chris, and today joining the circle with us, we have 11-year Major League Baseball veteran who played six to seven years with the Los Angeles Dodgers, Mr. James Loney. So welcome to the circle, man. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Yeah, appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, so just to start it off, man, I was telling Chris, I said, you are one of the most humble people that I've met, man. I never even knew you played baseball, man. You know, when we had met in Vegas, our kids playing on the same basketball team. Just a humble dude, man, and always, you know, carried yourself the right way, man. That's why we wanted to have you come on, kind of show, you know, your organic story of playing baseball and then kind of what you transition to now. Powerful, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a long road for me as far as, you know, getting to where I wanted to be. I never felt like I was the strongest, fastest, smartest, anything. Like, I never felt like I was the best. So it was always that constant, you know, work ethic of I got to get better, got to get better. And I think that just carried over into everything else that I was trying to do, whether it was with, you know, family, friends, whatever, always trying to make those things better. And you grew up in Texas, correct? Yeah, Houston. So I was reading, man, your high school team, man, you guys were no joke, man. You guys were like number (laughs) one in the nation. That's no joke. Y'all caught a lot of eyes, man. So that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. We had a great team. My coach was Coach Carpenter and his son is Matt Carpenter for the Cardinals. Yeah. We had it instilled in us like you know, we're the best. Like we walked out there, you know, with that bravado, with that strut, but at the same time, you know, it wasn't too cocky and too overboard. But, you know, for me, you know, personally too, like I always felt like, you know, if a guy threw a ball in the dirt, I'm going to pick it. If I'm down 0-2 in the count, I'm going to still get a base hit. Like I thrived on those moments. So. Did you sure. always know that you wanted to be a baseball player? That's something that's kind of <laughs> was instilling you at a young age? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that a lot recently after I got done playing. And I honestly believe, like, even when I was small, like, I was talking to God, whatever you want to call it. I remember just asking being like, man, I really want to play baseball. What do I got to do? What do I got to do? Like, I was always trying to, you know, find that secret, find, like, how to get there. You know what I mean? And, and that was always on my mind. So I think that helped from an early age. And even being in elementary school, I remember a teacher, you know, saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a baseball player. There's no doubt. Like, there was no, <laughs> there was no plan B. <laughs> That's good, man. You know, did you originally start as a pitcher? Is that what I saw? And then you kind of transitioned to first baseman? Well, I, I mean, I did both in high school. You know, you play uh-huh. two games a week. So you can do, you know, I pitch one game and play first the other. But most teams regarded me as a pitcher because I was uh-huh. throwing like, yeah, I hit like 94 from the left side. And uh, I figured I was going to be a pitcher too. And then the Dodgers, <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers came into my house and they're like, so what do you think you're going to be? What do you think we want you to do? And I'm like, Oh, I stood up, I pumped my eyes, like, I'm a pitcher, you know? <laughs> and they were like, no, no, we want you to hit. And I was like, uh, how am I going to hit sinkers and sliders? Like, I don't, I don't know about that. So they said, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll try the pitching thing like, down the road. Did you a lot of organized sports, like, at a young age, too? Or was it something that, like, like a young prodigy? Or is it something you kind of evolved into? I played everything. You know, I played, we played pickup basketball all the time. And I think that really helps, especially, you know, just for like footwork and agility and just so many different things, competitiveness, you know, you're always in somebody's face playing basketball. So I think kids should definitely explore different sports when they're younger and and not always just stick to one thing. You know, we play like wiffle ball in the backyard. I remember playing soccer growing up. I played one year of football. So it's like, you don't really know, you know, all the time at at that young age, what you're going to be. I actually thought baseball or basketball, Mm -hmm. you know, I love both equally I would say so I really wasn't sure but I think you know deep down inside once I got to like high school that was when I knew baseball would be the one it's interesting you talk about soccer especially with Kobe's passing which is obviously tragic but 
you start mm-hmm. to hear a lot about footwork and how he was taking tap dancing and, and playing soccer mm-hmm. and learning a lot of those different things. And you got to learn those fundamentals. I'm glad you brought that up. It seems like soccer is one of the best sports to start for kids just from like that foundation and balance. I'm seeing that a lot, man. I've seen so many people start there and then they kind of transition into their own space, you know, what they want to do. Yeah, I would definitely say for kids, like I have two kids, two boys now, and, you know, mm-hmm. soccer was the easiest thing for them. Just kick a ball around. It's not easy, right? Like for like little sure. kids to make a goal, you know, all the time, especially if someone's guarding them and, and they got to dribble with their feet and, and do different things to get around a guy. So, you know, I think it's a, a great introductory sport. And, you know, the other thing about playing other sports is you learn failure. You know, like if you're really good at one sport, you may really not learn those failures at a young age and you may just always be the best player. You know, you're playing different sports, you get to experience, you know, even different races, different people. I remember most of my elementary school was mostly you know, Latino. We played soccer every day. <laughs> Yeah. What would you say to people looking up? I mean, because there's so many challenges in the world for teenagers and peer pressure and just everything that's going on there. Uh, yeah. You know, what would you tell them, you know, that then when they're not getting support from their peers or their family members mm-hmm. and things? Because obviously you played in the elite level for 11 years, which a lot of people can't do. You know, what would you tell them as far as that focus? You know, for me, it's like you got to find what suits you. You know, I think in a lot of kids now, they're they're on the Internet a lot and, you know, they're trying to be cool and they want to do what makes the most money or they want to, you know, have the most followers and and maybe make money, you know, some other kind of way. And not to say like, you can't do those certain things, but that's, it's just not for everybody. That's true. You know what I mean? And you really got to find, I think you got to go after your passion. And the only way to find that is to try different things. That's how I think you find it. You find a lot of people, you know, they get to a certain place in their life. They're like, they still don't know what they want to do. And that's okay. But then it's like, all right, well, maybe try something you haven't tried. <laughs> you no, know? that's true. Yeah. Because the passions, man, I, and I'm talking to so many people. We've had so many different people on from athletes mm-hmm. to business owners, you know, to artists. And it's so funny. They all bring that back. It's like kind of follow your gut, follow your passions. Your gut kind of yeah. tells you everything, you know, what it is. And just yeah. kind of rolling with it, you know, and you just got to do it, you know, for sure. And kind of just to push ahead a little bit, once you got into the point where you knew you were going to make it, like you have people scouting you, you're talking to, you know, recruiters kind of moving up to that next level. Kind of mm-hmm. like, what was that process? Like, how how was that feeling of knowing that, you know, you're in that elite environment of being able to take it to the next level? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I was always looking at the big picture, but not, not looking far uh, too far ahead, you know, like. I was focused on, all right, this is where I want to be, but it was still taking a day to day. So I think it was like, all right, step one, you get drafted in first round. All right, that's cool. But now that feeling goes away for me quickly. Now you get to the minor leagues, right? You got a lot of people that are all in the same boat with you. And then you go up to, to the single A, then double A, triple A. And it's like, you're still not where you want to be, you know? So it's like, it was never, I was never satisfied, I guess. Even like, you know, you go for a four for four game, baseball, you come back like the next day. So especially in a sport like baseball, the, the satisfaction was just never really there for me as far as like, you know, you know, having good games and things like that. You know, I think I was always looking forward to winning a championship. And so that kind of kept me like, all right, that's going to be the hardest thing to do because that's not just about me. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, how do we get to that? You know, how do we get there? And I felt like if I ever got there and won that, that's when you would see me just go crazy and like, you know, I'd be like, yeah. damn, he's wilding out. You know? <laughs> yeah. How do you deal with the pressure? Like, for example, I was listening to Mike Tyson just recently because he's about to come back, you know, in November. And he says it's way mm-hmm. different for 
you to just be in the gym working out sparring mm-hmm. compared to being in you know an intense arena you know in vegas you know mgm or wherever it is or somebody like yourself where you're playing for the dodgers in front of all these people and you got to perform you know how do you deal with that are you blocking these people out or how do you keep your mind right for that you know i think throughout my youth like i had my dad and you know, a lot of great coaches and you know there's things where you talk about you know blocking people out and, and relaxing and staying calm but i would use you know the mentality of you know i i worked my ass off to get here they put my name on this jersey for a reason yeah so it's like i always just thought like no i belong here like there's no doubt in my mind like i wouldn't be here if i didn't you know what i mean even yeah. even when i struggled um so what helped me a lot when i would struggle especially later in my career was i'm like man like i'm struggling what do i do so i'd go watch videos of elite hitters they struggle too you know they ground out on 3-0 pitches. They'll pop out 2-0 pitches. So, you know, I realized, I'm like, all right, these guys get out too. It's like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, you can move on to the next day, you know. And, and I always tell people, like, the difference between, like, a major league hitter and a minor league hitter is, like, the major league hitters don't miss, like, the fat pitches very often, you know. Right. Everybody gets out. So it's just kind of knowing, like, hey, I'm going to get out. I'm going to tip my cap when you get me on a good pitch, but I'm going to bust you up when uh, when you mess up. <laughs> got you. Yeah. yeah. They got to mess up too, right? It's the same thing. If you're going to miss out on an easy one, they have to slip up eventually as well. Yeah, and I think pitching helped me too in that mentality because I knew as a pitcher, like, there's certain counts. It's like I'm not really – I'm not giving in, but at the same time, it's like, all right, I got to try to hit my spot with my fastball. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just knew those kind of things, you know, go in the, the back of uh, pitchers' minds. And how long did it take you to get that confidence? Like, did you have to work on that, or is it something you kind of always just had, like in, in most of endeavors? Yeah, I feel like, you know, like there's a lot of things I don't have confidence in, you know what I mean, like daily things. And I, and I realized that I'm okay with that, you know. But I think just from an early age, like sports was something that, you know, I knew I could figure out. I knew that I enjoyed it. Um, I knew I enjoyed competing, you know what I mean? So I think the competitiveness – allowed me to grow, allowed me to learn, allowed me to seek out other people for advice. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I want to keep getting better and better. And that's not, you know, obviously that's not in sports. That's in anything, you know, especially that's like, man, I feel like we're always being, you know, we're competitive. (laughs) Like we'll compete over anything. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. What originally brought you to Vegas? Because I knew you were here for Vegas for a little while, and you just recently moved back to, to Los Angeles. I heard you guys were there. You know, I, I was like, oh, I got to <laughs> there. we go. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we um we we kind of went there for you know tax reasons. For sure. Um, yeah. Our, our kids were really small, and they um they weren't in school yet, so it's like, well, it doesn't even matter where we live. You know, yeah. like as far as that kind of stuff goes, is school and all that. And you know, you, you can get a lot of bang for your buck out there, and you're still you know, close to, you know, California and things like that. Yeah. That was the main reason, you know. It's huge, especially for, for business owners in Vegas. I mean, either Nevada or Delaware is so much advantages, you know, for being mm-hmm. a business owner for sure. So I could, I could definitely see why you want to do that. Kind of transitioning a little bit. So you retired last year with the Dodgers. My understanding is now you're working with Gary Vaynerchuk and his team with Banner Baseball, which just launched in July. Yeah. Yeah. You know, latched on with them and, you know, for me, it was just trying to stay competitive again, right? You know, yeah, you're trying to yeah. get you're trying to get guys, and you know, at Vayner, we we want to help guys too, on and off the field. You know, Vernon Wells is a part of our team too. You know, okay. he's all stars or multiple all star selections, I believe, and um, you know, played about 12 years. And you know, me and him are kind of like the player development guy slash 
you know, agents where we can help guys with hitting or the mentality or, or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is. So at Vayner, we're really trying to have like a one-stop shop for everything, whatever you need, you know, whether it's your contract, you know, financial decisions, like I said, player development. So there's a lot of things that are going into it. And how do you see your like transition is going from being a professional, you know, athlete to now mm -hmm. dipping into business and trying to, to make that conversion from doing totally different field, even though it's in kind of the same realm? Yeah, yeah, I know. I was definitely a little hesitant at first, you know, after I was done playing and trying to figure out what I want to do and what am I going to enjoy, you know, like what do I want to spend my time uh, doing? And, you know, you really don't know, right? So, like I said, you got to try something new. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had tried coaching for a little bit. I uh, worked with the Diamondbacks in different areas with shortly after. And, you know, for me, I think the agent thing is pretty cool because, you know, you're still around the game, but you're not, you know, you're not on the field and, you know, you're not tied to the baseball schedule. And I think, you know, as far as for me, it's like finding talent is pretty, it's pretty cool, right? Especially finding guys that are like diamonds in the rough that's on nobody's radar. Yeah. Um, so being able to go out to games and be able to um, see guys. Um, and as far as being a good agent, I mean, I just looked at it like, all right, you know, be able to communicate. You know, a lot of it's telling your story, you know, saying where, you know, where you're from, what you're about and being honest, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a great fit because, you know, you're a straight up guy and, and it seems like a great fit to be able to work with Banner Baseball. But not only that, it's like, you're able to give the knowledge. You're not just giving a philosophy because you've obviously played for a long time. So you're able to really get into it and really explain kind of this is what's going on and the crab yeah. and the bucket things. And the, obviously a lot of people want to take advantage of you because you're making money and all of that stuff. What's kind of the advice that you're giving some of the younger players coming in after they're getting their first contracts? I think, especially kids that are in like in high school, I mean, even college guys too, really, you know, you get that, let's say like kid gets like a big signing bonus. You don't, you know, you, we want them to put a lot of that money away, right? Hey, it's yeah. okay to, you know, it's okay to buy a place, buy a car or whatever, you know, yeah. things like that. But it's like, you know, you haven't done anything yet. You know, you, you want to feel like now you're going to the minor leagues making like $900 a month. You know, you're in the same boat with everybody else. It's like, all right, treat your, treat your career like that. It's like, all right, I'm in the, I'm at the bottom. Now I got to get to the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think if you use that mentality, you, you end up in a good place. You know, I, I think sometimes we're too extreme. We either, you know, he's like, you know, I'm going to spend all my money or I'm going to save it all. It's like, no, it's okay. You know, I have a nice balance. You know, that, that's kind of my advice. It makes a lot of sense, man, for sure, especially because it's such a short playing time professional compared to your whole life. It's a big, big difference, you know, so it's yeah. great that you're able to work with the players and be able to, to do that. And I know they got a lot of things that they're doing, which is powerful. Tell me about COVID. How do you see everything going on? Obviously, the NBA is kind of transitioned, obviously, being in Florida and being in the bubble. Do you think it's the impact of seeing – players playing now in these big stadiums and not having the energy of being there. What's your take on that? Yeah. You know, I wish they could have fans at least, you know, space them out six feet or, or whatever it is and wear a mask. Yeah. I'm for being out there. You know, if you want to just be safe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause if the people that don't want to be out there, they don't have to go out. They don't have to go to the games. They don't have to go out anywhere, you know, if they don't want to. So, That's true. you know, I think just, you know, obviously certain States are still, you know, locked down and things like that. So, yeah, I, I would like to see the energy of the fans. It doesn't have to be that many, but, you know, if you can go to certain stores or do certain things and stay socially distanced, then I feel like they should be able to police that at a stadium. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? Especially as big as that is, man, they could space it out. Maybe it might be half the, half the people, yeah. you know. Yeah, it could be like 60 feet apart, I don't know, whatever. 
Yeah. You know, some teams don't get a lot of fans anyway, so it should be really easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. So kind of transition a little bit to Vegas. A little. We always ask a lot of our guests, what, what's your favorite restaurant in Vegas? Ooh, favorite restaurant. Okay, so there's actually this place called China Mama. It's China like, Mama. yeah, it's, it's, it's low key. You don't, you don't know about it. But that's it's like a gym. That's what we like to hear, man. That's not like a gym. Hit, hit a gym. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like an enhanced Panda Express. Where is that? China at? Mama. Check China Mama. Mama. Okay, we got to put that on the list. Yeah. Where is that located? It's, it's on, um, uh, what's that, Jones? Okay. You know, like Desert Inn. I would take Desert Inn down and make a ride on Jones. Okay, in that area. Okay. Kind of yeah. going close to Chinatown in that area. Um, yeah. I know Spring Mountains is Chinatown, but kind of close to yeah. that area. Yeah. Okay. And then as far as the strip goes, we used to go, there's a place we used to, Beauty in Essex. It was in Cosmo. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was a good spot. Yeah. We just heard about Beauty in Essex. Chris was hearing that too about the meatballs. He was saying oh, that. Oh, yeah. They have the oh, best yeah. meatballs I ever had yeah. in my entire life. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what yeah. they do with those things, but they're fantastic. <laughs> I know. All their stuff is good, man. It's crazy. So tell us what's next with James, man. What's kind of the goal over, over the next year or so or five years or so? What's kind of the, the plan? Yeah, you know, I've never been a, a big I've never been a goal setter, really. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, it's more of just, you know, like I said, finding what I want to do. I've been occupied with my kids right now because I missed some time, you know, when I was playing. So just make up time with them. You know, I've been into tennis. Like that's kind of been my uh new hobby, you know, there that I've been into. And then focusing on Vayner, you know, focusing on, you know, where I can get better, you know, going out to see kids, make, you know, even connections that I already have in the game, seeing where they're at with their representation. So, uh, yeah, those are the things that I've been on right now. That's good. But you're living in the moment, man, which is a powerful thing. Not a lot of people could do that. It's oh, kinda, yeah. It really yeah. be a present, which is a lot of people can't do, which is, which is great that you're doing that. I don't know. It just makes sense to me. You know what I mean? I don't try to, like, overcomplicate it and say, I got to have 20 clients by the end of two you know two years or i got to do this and it's like no just just work for it and see what happens you know that's powerful man awesome yeah. man anything else that you want to share that we that we forgot uh that you want that was on your heart or uh, i know you got foundation things anything you want to bring out well i'm in la now i moved out here so you know i may either start my own foundation or, or work with the dodgers foundation uh work with them a little bit in the past and there's an rbi program out here too for kids in the inner city so that's something that I really, you know, think is important and vital. Yeah. And, you know, all the stuff that's going on with the social injustice and different things that we're seeing, you know, I, I really think it starts from a young age. You know what I mean? I think people are taught, you know, certain things or they see certain things. Their perceptions are always going to be reality. So it's hard to change. We're always focusing on, you know, stopping the violence, stopping this. It's hard to change a 35-year-old guy's mind, right? That's so very me, powerful. Very powerful yeah. what you said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's more of like, well, let's focus on the younger kids, the youth, you know, and see see what we can do with them where we're not making the same mistakes down the line. That's great that you're bringing that. With working with the L.A. Dodgers, would that be any connection with Magic Johnson and what he's doing, too, outside of baseball? You mean as far as, like, his uh, he's got foundation? He's got so much. Yeah, he's got joint ventures and, and so many things he's doing with foundations and being able mm -hmm. to work a lot of the inner city areas uh, to impact those. It's just so many things that he's doing, especially in L.A. Yeah, yeah, he was there. I think I had met him, and then I, think I only spent, like, a year or two when he was part of the ownership team there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I have a connection with him. So we'll see. You know, we'll see where that goes. And, uh, yeah, it would be great. You know, he's, he's obviously um, so big out here and, and – and he does so many great things in community. So, yeah, yeah he we'll does. Yeah. 
Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you joining us, man, and, and being able to at least yeah. share some light, man. And we root for you with with, uh, with Vanner Sports in that next chapter, man. I know you're gonna do really well. Yeah, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks where for having me. Where can people reach you? At? Where, where can people reach you? At? Would you be able to kind of shout out to your, all your social medias and things? And oh man, I'm not. I'm so new to not new to social media, but it's like I'll get on and then I'll get off. I'll get on for like <laughs> two days and I'll get off for a week. So wait, I'm trying to think of my username. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's. Uh, what is it, James? I think, it, I think if you just search my name, I'm on yep. Instagram. Well, we go tag then, you anyway. We, we, we launch it, so they'll know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think my Twitter is underscore James Loney. That's powerful, man. Yeah. Well, you'll be so. able to see us when we, when we put the interview out at thebakerscircle.com. But de definitely appreciate your time, man. Yeah, yeah man. Thanks, James. Thanks, guys.